Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I have brought him back. My husband, Chris, is here. Hello. That's right. Haven't been fired from the radio yet. I think it's because our first episode we recorded hasn't aired yet. You're right. No no hate mail. So. <laughs> yet. yet. But we're going to have three. Boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. So if there's not a fourth, it's because he was fired. That's right. Unless, of course, we make the fourth one ask Chris stuff and Elizabeth reads me the questions. Wouldn't that be funny? I'm afraid. You would be. <laughs> so we're about to leave. We're about to go on vacation. Bahama Mama. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll wear masks before you send hate mail. Here's how I think about this. This is going to sound wicked harsh, but I'm not usually the harsh one you are, so I feel like it's okay. You can feel free to criticize us going on vacation after you have lost a child during quarantine. Uh, uh, Okay. Right? Like, Sure. Well, because people are going to be like, oh, you should stay home and isolate yourself and not go out in public. We're isolating ourselves into the Bahamas. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, we have been trying. It's funny. Well, I mean, it's not funny. It's an island. <laughs> we, uh, after Dagny died, I was like, we need to go somewhere. And then we realized we couldn't go anywhere. So we have been trying to get away for four months. That's right. Spread the joy of our marriage like a honeymoon. It is kind of like a honeymoon, actually. Kind of. So, yeah, we're going on our honeymoon, damn it. So mind your business. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and we can just leave it at that. We just came on here to say, mind your business. Ep- episode over. <laughs> Bye. And now um, to the questions. <laughs> uh, no, before that, you know what we're giving away today? I didn't tell you. You did not tell me. It, I, it better not be Mood Plus again. It's because, not. Okay. It's not. Because honestly, you were right. We need to keep that for ourselves. <laughs> Energy Plus. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to give away a box. Which, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, that's 30. That's a lot. That's 30 energy sticks. That is. That is a lot. Every time we go over to our friend's house, I'm like, either you you sometimes are drinking it in a mason jar. Yesterday, I was drinking it out of a clear bottle. Everybody's like, what is that? It's good. Yes, it is very tasty. I just packed some to bring with us to the Bahamas. I'm about to pack some as well because I double up on what she brings. And I packed an entire box of kids' mood so that I can remain zen. Yes. Yeah. But that's what we're giving away, and we'll announce the winner at the end, and you can win in a couple of different ways. One, you can leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. Or number three, you can post on Facebook or Instagram. Make sure to tag me so that I see it, and you can share an episode that you're listening to or an episode that you've loved. And every single Saturday, we give something away, and we will announce today's winner after we answer your questions. Yes. Yes. So question number one. Oh no, let's go. What is a good first step to consistently getting the nutrients that I need to thrive? We could go in so many different directions with this. I would say 
eat a variety of whole foods, minimize processed foods. Processed foods are like calories without nutrients, you know? So the more processed food that you consume, the less nutrient density you make available for yourself. And I always like to think about the fact that, you know, our bodies are these self-repairing machines and they do so much and they have so much responsibility. And the only thing that our body has to repair itself and keep going strong are the nutrients that we give it, right? So it is a huge responsibility to make sure we're giving our body quality nutrients. So the, the, the good first step, since that's exactly what this question asks for, is eat a variety of whole foods and minimize processed foods. From there, we can go into foods that are more nutrient dense than others. Like if we think about something in every category, right? So if we think like meat, fish, salmon, is going to be more nutrient dense than chicken. It's going to be more nutrient dense than tilapia. Um, salmon's a great one, but steak as well, because you've got iron in the steak, you've got fat soluble vitamins in the steak. Uh, I use salmon because salmon's, salmon's got omega threes and things like that, as well as a wide variety of fat soluble nutrients. Um, and then if we look at like fruit, vegetable, avocado, way more nutrient dense than say, um, an apple. What? Or celery. Or, yes, more nutrient-dense than yes, celery. Yes, way more yes. nutrient-dense right. I thought you were celery. saying. I think by more water is um, as well. Potentially. But, yeah, eating a wide variety of, of nutrient-dense foods. You know, if we compare, like, Brussels sprouts to uh, iceberg lettuce, you're going to have way more nutrient density in Brussels sprouts than you are in iceberg lettuce. So that wide variety of nutrient-dense whole foods is really the way to go. If you just want to simplify this, a wide variety of whole foods minimize processed foods. Um, from there, you can look at supplementation, but to talk effectively about supplementation, it really needs to be on the individual level because we can't just paint with a broad brush and say, everybody needs this or everybody needs that because that's just not how it works. So fortunately, this question said, what's a good first step? Because we covered that already. Yes, we did. All right. Next up. Question number two. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given or that you would like everyone to receive? I want you to answer this first, actually. He's looking at me with like uh, total things blank stare. that aren't going to happen. No, really? I don't have one. Go. You don't have one? No. Go. Okay, then what's maybe not the best piece of advice, but like what's a good piece of advice you've ever been given? I can think of one that you've actually shared with me that was given to you. Always give a strong handshake when you're meeting someone for the first time. Okay, that's just a piece of advice, but not the best piece of advice. That's a pretty darn good piece of advice. Who gave you that advice? Um, every man I've ever met. You know what I thought of when I asked this of you? I don't. What you told me was the first thing you learned in basic. Don't volunteer for anything? <laughs> <laughs> What's that actually the first thing? You told me, like, don't kill yourself with what ifs. Oh, yeah, that was like the first night, but the first thing I was told was don't volunteer for anything. Oh, but yeah, you say, like, don't kill yourself with what ifs. Yes, I am a wise person, and I have imparted that knowledge on Elizabeth to not kill yourself with what-if questions and what-if scenarios. Yeah. Because you drive yourself bananas. Yeah, and it's all imaginary. What is the best piece of advice I've ever been given? God, you know, I think if you asked me this every day for a year, you'd get a different answer every day for a year because it depends on kind of like where my head is at. Um, and I think of like a million different things I've read in books and I think of what I go to is I think of my mantras. Like I don't think of like something somebody said to me. Um, but if I had to go to something, 
I mean, I guess piece of advice doesn't have to be something somebody said, but um, I remember as a little, little kid, my grandpa said it, my mom said it, my aunt said it, you can always reinvent yourself. And I think that's super powerful. I just really, really love that. And I would love for people to take that on because too many people act like they are limited by who they have been. And I say this all the time. My first job out of college, I was so bad. I was irresponsible. I was unreliable. I just did the minimum amount necessary to get my paycheck. And I I wasn't friendly to be around. I wasn't particularly effective. I wasn't confident. And then I literally went from that job to my next job, didn't take off any time in between. And I was an entirely different person in my next job. I was productive. I I was a hard worker. I was the first one in. I was the last one to leave. I was eager to learn. And nothing magical happened between those two jobs. It was just a decision that as I went into this new place, I wanted to show up differently. And you don't even need a big transition like a job. You can reinvent yourself in how you communicate today. You can reinvent yourself in the food choices that you make today. You get to reinvent yourself. I just, I think that's so empowering. I I agree. Next. I am ready to tell the best pieces of advice I've ever been given now. Oh, is that it? Everything you just said. Yeah, is that now the best advice you've ever been given? Ditto. Okay. Other than the what if question one. Next question. What is the best way to manage emotions in the moment? I'm going to ask you this one, Elizabeth. (laughs) I think it's slowing down. I really do. I mean, we talk about this a lot, me and Chris, like in our own home, that your first reaction of annoyance or frustration or short-temperedness, if you just take a breath and you realize it's not really worth the eye roll, it's not really worth the anger, it's not really worth the explosion, just take a breath. And one thing that I try to remind myself is like, we're on the same team. We're not adversarial, even though sometimes we act like we're adversarial, but ultimately we want the same things, right? I mean, we want to be happy. We want to get along well. We want to be close. We want to make a great life together. And yet in the day-to-day, it can sometimes feel adversarial. Managing emotions in the moment when you're tired, when you're frustrated, when you're overwhelmed, when there's a lot of things going on, I think it hinges on slowing down and remembering who you want to be and what really matters. Otherwise, you'll just roll with the emotion and it will kind of crescendo and it can amplify and it can, something small can become something big because you didn't take a pause. So I love that these questions are like the first step, the best way, because then I don't have to go into like 16 caveats. I can just touch on one. The best way to manage emotions in the motion and in the moment, I think, is to practice slowing down. Practice not rushing, practice not multitasking, practice taking a breath or a five count before you respond, before you react. That in and of itself is a game changer. I practice this in a, in a small way when emails come in that ruffle my feathers and I, and I have to sometimes give it 24 hours like because sometimes an hour isn't enough. Um, and I think you can apply that to when you get a text message. You can rep- apply that to when somebody says something that irritates you. You don't have to take 24 hours. You can take 24 seconds. You can take four seconds, but slow down. People who say something or do something that they come to regret 
would not have said or done the same things if they had just slowed down a little bit and taken a beat and taken a breath. And I think that that is just something that we all, myself included, need to practice a whole lot more. Yes. Retardando. I can also use music terms when talking to people. Crescendo. Oh, <laughs> retardando. Slow down. Exactly. Yes. See that? Look at yeah. that. It's like we're the same brain. Yeah, we're not the same brain not at even all. Close. Well, what do you think, though? What is the best you're working on this? Uh, yes, I am the one with the frustration issues, that, or at least expressing frustration and not. So, no, seriously, though, um, like, what is no, it? No, definitely that taking helps? a moment. Taking a moment. I don't know if it helps yet, but it's something I got to try. Do it, you try? Sometimes. I have to do better at trying. <laughs> Oh, you we guys. Are, we are all a work in progress. So please just... don't think anything on this side of the microphone is perfect. Nobody did. Well, no, that's <laughs> not on mine. I mean, I'm not the one with the fans. No, I'm just saying, nobody thought you were perfect. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Question number four. How can I break the my mental stigmas around food? How can I break with my mental stigmas around food? All right. I feel like this one is the one that I get the most excited about because I think it has so much potential to just make people's lives easier. Don't be so dramatic. I I don't know if this was like a podcast episode that keeps getting recirculated or if it's something I wrote in Chasing Cupcakes. Honestly, I can't ever remember where I said or wrote what, but food is not good or bad. Food, like it, it's not, you know, the food guilt. It's not like you killed a kitten when you ate the pizza. You, you didn't. You made a decision and we don't have to be so dramatic about it. Sometimes we judge ourselves as though we committed some horrendous offense and we didn't. We just made a choice to put things in our mouth, right? Food is not good or bad. Even if we're talking cupcakes, they're not good or bad. It's how you use it and how it makes you feel. I can have a cupcake and still feel really good and strong and confident and whatever. Now, if I have a cupcake every day for a week, I start to feel totally disgusting. Or if I have four cupcakes in one sitting, I start to feel really disgusting. But it's not because the cupcake is bad. It's just I made a choice and the choice that I made doesn't make me feel really great. The best way to break any kind of mental stigma around food is to practice being less dramatic. I have been doing 12 weeks to transformation work for five plus years now. And like one of my things that if you had a camera on me when I work, when I see an email or a comment come in that's high drama around food, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'll literally say like, that is very dramatic. On a scale of one to 10, you're like a 9.5 in drama. Um, and I don't mean it in any way of criticism because I've been that way too. Like, oh my gosh, I just ate this. I'm so disgusting. What's wrong with me? Like, I'm never going to get it together, blah, 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 blah. It was food. You made a choice. We can move on. Being more committed to what you can do to be part of the solution than the judgment. We're spending so much time looking backwards, judging what we did, that we just don't have the time and energy to look at where we are and what we can do. The number one way is to just realize there's not a good food and a bad food. There are foods that make you feel great and there are foods that don't. There's a way of living that makes you feel energetic and empowered and there's a way of living that makes you feel like garbage. But that doesn't mean that the food itself or good is good or bad. So I've done a number of podcasts on drama. Listen to those. I also write about drama um, in Chasing Cupcakes. But the key there is be less 
dramatic. Recognize when you're highly dramatized about what you've eaten and just be like, this is objective. I made a choice. It didn't make me feel good. I'm moving on. I'm not looking backwards in judgment. I'm focused on what I can do to make myself feel better now. Very nice. Well put. Next question, supplements. I heard you talk about them on the podcast that I've listened to today. Interested in what brands they are. So I always have a hard time talking about supplements in general because it really is very specific. Um, I take a lot more supplements now than I ever have in my life for a few different reasons. Number one, I found a supplement company that I love. Um, number two, I had a C-section and my body is recovering. Number three, I've had an emotionally traumatic experience and I am recovering. Um, and also I think because I'm getting older and I want to be healthier than ever because we want to have kids well into our forties because that's just where we are in life and what our goal is for our family. Um, but in terms of like, I heard you talk about supplements and I'm interested in what brands they are, it varies. I don't just take one one brand. The brand I use the most, the company that I, rec- that I found that I really respect um, and I use a lot of supplements from them is Amare. And I can't tell you, Chris, I've seen so many spellings. Do you know how many people have emailed me about Amare this year, this week? And I've seen like 15 different ways of spelling it. There is one way to spell it, ladies and gentlemen. That is right. One. A-M-A-R-E. I- Oh, <laughs> he's just joking. A M A R E. A M A R E, like the Latin word love. to love. Yeah, um, A M A R E. Now that is the network marketing company that I'm a part of, and the reason I'm a part of it is because their products are first class, and their board is people that I trust and respect and would follow to the moon because they're just really doing very meaningful work in the world, and I've done the work to meet them and to have conversations with them and to spend time with them. And, um, I consider a lot of them kind of part of our family. Yeah. Uh, we spent a lot of time, especially since our tragedy. Yeah. Um, with, with they have been, they, they have been like family. They have stepped up. Yeah. They've been, they've available. reached out. They they've come here. Some of them. Have yeah. Come here. And e- but even on the corporate team, I mean, Dr. Sean Talbot, who formulates the products got on the phone with me mm-hmm. just days after Dagny died and talked to me about what I could be doing to support my body and healing and recovery and all of that. Um, so they're just amazing, amazing people. But I, I would be lying to say it's the only brand I take because that's not true at all. Um, I take vitamin D from Thorn, T-H-O-R-N-E, um, because Amari doesn't have a standalone vitamin D. And the reason I added that in was because um, Dagny died kind of in the colder weather months. She died in March, and so we weren't really getting sunlight. And um, with the quarantine, we weren't going out as much. And so that was really a direct addition to deal with um, the depression after Dagny died. Uh, But I typically feel pretty good with just the standard Amari multivitamin in terms of vitamin D that that delivers. But I have recently taken more, and that comes from Thorn. and I did take an additional B complex in addition to Amari's multivitamin when I was pregnant. And um, I don't remember the brand of that off the top of my head, but the majority of the supplements that I take, and I would say all of the supplements that you take, Chris, are from Amari. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we, we both take more now than we ever have primarily because they work. Well, and the maca. I don't know who makes the maca. Oh, yeah. The maca is um, 
Oh, crap. I can't remember. But if you're curious about the maca powder, just message me on Instagram and I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, but so that's a good point. Yes, I do take that as well. well I do too. Yeah. Um, we put that in our protein shake every day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I notice a difference. You notice a difference? I do notice a difference. And, I mean, a, apart from knowing all those people on the board, the products work for us. Yeah. What do you feel like, if you could narrow it, like, what's the one thing that you've noticed the most that's been a change for you? Um, I would say I am a happier person. Like I, my mood is, is elevated is, a little bit is higher. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I, Less, used, you're, you're I used to be a Krabby Patty. Yeah. And you, you still can be, but not as bad. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, not that I'm a sad person. It's just, uh, I'm, Irrit- you know, irritable. Yeah. I'm irritable. Yeah. And you're not quite as irritable on the Amari products. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, most of them Amari, but I take a thorn from a uh, vitamin D from thorn and we take a maca powder from, we don't remember. Yeah. From someone else. Yep. Just message Elizabeth on Instagram and she'll get back to you. Yeah. Okay. Next. Next question. I have learned a lot from the book. Chasing Cupcakes. Yes. That one. Yeah. Continue. But would like to find more ways to answer the question of what I can keep doing to be the best version of myself. So, okay. Journal. And apply it. Sometimes we think of big questions like, what can I do to be the best version of myself? And we get stumped because we're thinking of it like on the grand, big picture level. But break it down to very specific areas. Start with what is it that I want for my finances? Or what is it that I want for my career? Or what is it that I want for my relationship? Or what is it that I want uh, for my home? Or what, you know, pick a bunch of different areas. What is it that I want for my personal habits, for my fitness, for my health? And then you ask yourself, okay, if I was the ideal version of me in this area, what would that look like? And then what can I do today to move in that direction? So this really comes down to being a lot more specific with it. And I say this all the time, especially especially to my clients, when people are struggling, nine times out of 10, it's because they do not have enough specificity on what they want. So then they feel stuck when it comes to what they can do about it. Get a lot more specific. When you really know the best version of you with granular level detail for multiple areas of your life, again, fitness, health, personal care habits, relationships, finances, career, friendships, social circle, whatever it is, then you're never going to run out of answers when it comes down to what can I do to bring this into my life today? That's what I have to say about that. All right. And the final question of the day. I'm enjoying your podcast. Is it just practice asking yourself questions when you're in the struggle of eating food you know is bad for your health? Is there anything else that I should focus on? I mean, absolutely. It comes down to what your goal is, though, right? In terms of like, is it just asking questions? No, absolutely not, because we could just become philosophers, but that's not the goal. And I really want to emphasize that. When we talk about asking questions, it's not for the sake of being philosophical. It's for the sake of creating behavior change. So when we ask ourselves, like to go back to the previous question, what can I do today to show up as the best version of myself? It's not an intellectual exercise. We have to take action on it. If we just ponder these great, big, vast questions and we don't do anything, that is not the point at all. Now, 
Is there anything else you should focus on? That depends on your goals. What are your goals? Do you have clarity? Something else you should focus on is getting clarity. What is it that I want? Where do I want to create a change in my life? What can I do differently, if anything? What are the things that you really want to change? Where do you want to grow? Where do you want to evolve? Where do you want things to be differently? And we really can't answer, is there anything else I should focus on without that level of detail? And this goes back to what I said a few minutes ago, that a lot of people who are struggling are struggling because they're not being specific enough. They're super, super general. Is it just asking questions or is there anything else I should focus on? I don't know. What do you want? What's working? What's not working? What's the challenge? What have you tried? What are you doing about it? That's the kind of stuff that you have to ask a question with those things in mind. Are there other things you should be focusing on? I'm sure there are, but I can't tell you what they are without knowing what your goals are, without knowing what your priorities are, without knowing what you think you can do or what you've tried and what's worked and what hasn't worked. I think the starting point for just about every type of achievement in life is specificity. And honestly, you know, Chris, I'm looking at you as I answer this and I think about like sometimes I ask you questions because I like to have conversations about like, you know, where do you want to be in a year and what do you want to be different in life? And I think that's one of the reasons that sometimes those questions feel like a dead end with you is because you don't have specificity. Like you you don't break it down to like, okay, what do I want to be different in this area? What do I want to be different in this area? And like the overarching thing just feels big and amorphous and tough to kind of pin down. But if we were to focus on one particular area, all of a sudden it doesn't feel so overwhelming and so ambiguous. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, that can makes complete sense to me. Uh, I you know, have a hard time doing the seeing the bigger things. So when you do have me narrow it down to smaller, it's a lot easier to focus on it and come up with an answer. And I think a lot of people shut down when things feel big. Overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. But all you have to do is realize this is not my best starting point. So what is my best starting point? How can I make it feel more manageable? And oftentimes more manageable means just looking at a smaller piece of things. Yeah. One small change a day. Yeah. That's all it really ever needs to be. All right, so it is time to do our giveaway. Our giveaway of Energy Plus is going to, drum roll please. Oh, I'm sure that was super annoying to anybody who's listening. Sorry about that. Uh, our winner is Instagram handle at KT4185. At KT4185, no matter where in the world you live, we are going to send you a box of Energy Plus. All you have to do is email Christopher at primalpotential.com within 60 days. Tell them you're the winner for episode 797 and uh, we will get you your energy plus. Make sure to put your address, your mailing address in that email and we'll get it out in the mail. Sound good? Sounds good. I will come up with a better drum roll for next time. No, I thought you were going to be like... That's a tongue roll. But it's a drum roll. No, drumming the table is a drum roll. Maybe Maybe I'll do the tongue roll next time if she has me back. Do it right now. <laughs> What's in your tongue? That was a motorboat, you weirdo. Wow. <laughs> and, wow. And now the FCC is getting involved. Wow. Okay. That was not. Was <laughs> like, seriously? That was not what I expected at all. You were like. 
<laughs> anyway. Please feel free to email Elizabeth at primalpotential.com for any B-roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everybody have an amazing day. Keep your questions coming, and uh, I'll decide if we're going to keep having Chris here to read them or not. Everybody take care. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.